we are giving women the tools and the resources and the permission to start taking care of themselves. Because if we don't start taking care of ourselves, we are not gonna be there to take care of our family. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I talk with fascinating, talented, and inspiring guests who reflect on the adventures and challenges of aging and who are living their lives with vibrance and purpose. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist, writer, and fellow Zestful Ager. I want to invite you to my brand new free webinar, Zestful Aging, Here's How You Do It. Many of my clients tell me that they're stretched too thin with too many demands upon them. They are just worn out. In my brand new webinar, I teach simple and sensible habits that will significantly improve your life now and help you age with vibrance and resilience. But it's important to start now. Don't wait until your body's distress signals go from a whisper to a scream. If you followed me at all, you know I'm not about restrictive diets or boot camps. I believe life can be challenging enough. Let's appreciate our bodies and minds for the miraculous systems they are and take the time to take care of ourselves. Self-care pays big dividends now and in the future. And being well ourselves is the only way we can help those we love. And if you sign up now, I will send you my super zestful aging checklist, which I designed so you have clear guidelines right at your fingertips. The webinar is free. You can sign up at NicoleChristina.com. And as always, I appreciate your feedback. Well, I have my Jack Russell Terrier Sparky right beside me and my coffee in my hand. So let's begin. Today, we'll be speaking with Beth Badalino RN, who's the CEO of the Healthy Women website, which was recognized as one of the top 100 women's health websites by Forbes for three consecutive years, and was recognized by Oprah Magazine as one of the top women's health websites. She's also a practicing nurse in maternal child health in Red Bank, New Jersey, and we're going to be talking to Beth about menopause and sexuality today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. These are really big, big topics. But first, I just wanted to to compliment you on the website. It has this wonderful combination of being super comprehensive and also really accessible and friendly. I just want to give you that feedback. Well, thank you so much. And that that's that's really great feedback for us to have because that's that's our whole goal. It's our mission. Um, ever since we were incepted in 1988, the the mission of Healthy Women was to provide medically vetted information, but in a consumer voice, so that she had the access and the information on important healthcare topics. And in the 80s, it was really disease focused, so that she could have that conversation with her 
healthcare provider to understand what options are best suited for her. So mm-hmm. hearing y- your compliments um, that <laughs> it's you know consumer friendly, it's comprehensive means that we're doing our job. That's great. I mean, you have a long, long list of um, diseases and and problematic situations that people can just click on and learn more about. And it's it's short, it's concise, it's friendly, but you bring in research um, from, I was reading one about a a dermatologist, endocrinologist. I mean, you, you bring in the experts. It's not just... It, it doesn't have a feeling of fluff. It's not. It's certainly not fluff. Um, we wanted to c- c- keep it again consumer friendly, mm-hmm. but make sure that we pull in the leading experts that provide the background, the research, um, and then create an opportunity to say, "Here's what you need to know," and here's the top three to five questions that you need to ask while mm-hmm. you're you have that time in front of your healthcare provider. So really giving her the tools and the mm-hmm. resources to be better informed and to make the best possible decision uh, mm-hmm. for her treatment and or the treatment of someone she may be caring for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a wonderful resource. And the thing that I also noted was you do not shy away from topics. We don't. Um, but again, we make sure, you know, we are, um, we're providing the facts right? So mm-hmm. it's, we don't, we provide the facts, it's reviewed by our medical experts, and then we turn it out so that um, the consumer can understand it. And a big part of our audience is healthcare professionals that just don't have time to, you know, read every journal that comes out. They can click on to Healthy Women, find what's trending in women's health, find great resources for themselves as well as their patients, mm-hmm. um, and uh, feel like they're updated. So it's just making sure that we keep our finger on the pulse on what's going on um, with research, information, technology that affects women's health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we were going to talk about today, which is, I think, particularly relevant to my audience, our listeners today, is menopause. And um, I know you're still, you do, you're a practicing healthcare provider, you're um, an expert in, in women's health and maternal child health. Can you talk about maybe what the most common uh, problems you're hearing about women going through menopause, maybe starting menopause? What are the big themes here? Well, what we found with our audience, it's, it's all about aging well. Mm-hmm. And what they want is to understand um, what they need to do to take better care of themselves. Um, we know in surveys, and we're all about market research, and we do about a survey per month that focuses on different aspects of women's health. One current survey that we did was in partnership with Red Book Magazine and GCI Health. Um, Mm -hmm. And we found out that the majority of women that we surveyed um, between the ages 51 and 60 did not take time to focus on their own health needs. And I, you know, I'm kind of smiling as I I, as I say that, because that was no surprise to me. (laughs) I'm sure surprise to you. No, of course not. (laughs) No, because. We, you know, women in this age group put everything, I think women in general, um, Mm -hmm. put everyone else's needs in front of our own. So it's the children, the spouses, 
and at this point juncture, um, it's you know caring for aging relatives, mm-hmm. even the family pet goes before our healthcare <laughs> needs. Um, so this was an aha moment for us to say we want to validate what we think we know, um, and we did. And now it's to start creating a campaign that speaks to the importance of taking care of yourself and putting yourself first. Mm-hmm. Um, we have right now available to us under the Affordable Care Act 26 preventative um, health care screenings that are covered by insurance. There is no excuse not to take better care of yourself. Um, so through this campaign called Healthy Her, we are giving women the tools and the resources and the permission to start taking care of themselves. Because if we don't start taking care of ourselves, we are not going to be there to take care of our family. Mm -hmm. That is so true. It's so funny about the pet because I will say to my clients, this is the first goal is to treat yourself at least as well as you treat the family pet. And that really drives the point home. It does. And I I just think... um, it's, it, it, it is really important. And I think from looking at where healthy women started in the, you know, in the late 80s and um, thinking about the timeline, I am very proud of all the work that's been done in women's health and understanding family history and, under, and the advancements, advancements that we've made in prevention, early detection, screenings and all the education that we've done behind, you know, from cardiovascular to breast cancer, even to mental health. And I'm not saying there's not room for improvement, but we've done, we've come a long way. Um, But now we need to make sure that women are acting on the great information and research that we've done and start implementing it into her own healthcare plan, right? So we know mammograms save lives. So there's no excuse for you not to get a mammogram when we when it's covered under the affordable healthcare plan. Uh, I see. Bone density screenings and um, understanding the importance of bone health, understanding that osteoporosis is a family. It's a you know it runs in families and asking the questions. And if you are flagged for um, a higher risk of you know getting osteoporosis, it's it's preventable. You know it's giving ourselves. A, and I hate to say this, but it's just permission to put ourselves first. Yeah. 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 I understand that. And it, it it's getting, you know, you hear it a lot. It's getting a little trite. But I think that culturally, it's still a bit of an uphill battle. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, one of the things that I saw on your site that I was not as familiar with, and maybe you can speak to, I think it might be really interesting to our listeners, is the connection between menopause and anxiety. You know, so that that's a that's a big piece. Um, and it, again, it was through, a, um, we did a survey with Women's Day. So we've done a lot of surveys with some really great people this, this past year um, in 2018. Um, so Women's Day, what, what we found um, from some survey results is that anxiety tends to be one of the most important um, pull-throughs of, for women going through menopause. So that, you know, late 40s um, to early 60s, one of the um, highest, you know, the, the, um, one of the main points that we were able to, um, tease out of the survey is that 
the high anxiety rate for these these women in this age group. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't, again, when we thought about it, it doesn't really, it didn't surprise us that much. And many of us could raise our hands and say, I'm feeling anxiety. So Mm -hmm. let's let's take a look at, you know, kind of the demographics for this. So it's women in their late 40s, early 50s. Mm -hmm. Many of these women are at the top of their careers. Um, They're not only managing, you know, they're managing uh, job, they're managing families, they're managing, um, you know, their relationship, their spouse or significant other, mm-hmm. and they're major- managing aging relatives. Um, and they're also going through um, some changes within their own body. Um, so not sleeping. Um, they are maybe gaining weight um, and looking at sexual health, which is a huge theme. Um, be, there, it's a huge theme for healthy women. It's also a huge theme with um, a lot of um, new products that are focused on menopause and perimenopausal women. So you're going to see a lot more direct-to-consumer advertisement and information on sexual health um, and addressing sexual health. Can you Um, give me an example? And financial. um, Financial Uh concern is a big part of their anxiety because at this time period in a woman's life, the 40s, 50s, and 60s, many women are also going through, you know, many women are going through divorce. So Mm -hmm. it adds to the anxiety, the financial piece of it. So when we look at um, aging well and healthy aging, it's not just with health. It's with, you know, um, that the common health items like cardiovascular, bone health, breast health, reproductive health, but also mental health and finance, you know, and part of that mental health and well-being is financial health. And sexual mm-hmm. health, too, because sexual health affects your overall health and wellness. So um, it was, you know, it was surprising in a way that so many, I, I think, so ma- or validated that so many women were mm-hmm. experiencing, um, you know, high levels of anxiety. But when we started talking it through um, within, you know, the Healthy Women team, it do- it's not so surprising because so many women are, you know, it, this is a huge change time. Uh-huh. It's a huge new chapter for many, many women. Um, you know, children are going off to college and our women are just starting to have their families. Um, one of the biggest jumps um, when we think about new moms are women in their 40s um, and late 40s, early 50s of being first time moms. Hmm. So it's, you know, it's a huge chapter change for many women. And um Anxiety certainly was a huge pull through um, based on our survey. And so what I think what you're saying is there's ample reason to be anxious, forgetting about if there's any biochemical um, things going on with menopause. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could you describe or define for us sexual health? What exactly is that and what does that mean? So when we, when we talk about sexual health, it's... Um, you know, there, there's a couple things that can um, define. So we know sexual health is important to overall health and wellness. Um, and when women start going through menopause, because that's the demographic we're speaking about today, um, we're, you know, lower estrogen levels, which definitely affects libido. So sexual libido, it affects, um, you know, Lubrication, so um, you're gonna feel uh, you're not gonna have the there's uh, opportunity or chances of having painful sex, um, even urination. 
you're going to uh, maybe, uh, you know, some incontinence. There's, there's things that end up happening to you physically mm-hmm. based on your hormonal levels. Mm-hmm. So where we're finding, you know, this whole sexual health conversation is menopause does affect your sexual health. It's, there's no one formula that, you know, across, that affect, it's, it's not one size fits all. So every woman is different, but it's not all in your head. It, it's, it's definitely a physical um, change, but there's options that you can take um, to help preserve and to make sure that you can still have, if you choose, um, an active sexual health um, lifestyle. So it's just having those conversations, but so many women we're finding are still embarrassed to talk about sexual health. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we were, we were, uh, discussing this about a week or so ago, you still can't say vagina on the air. Like, so if I'm being <gasps> interviewed for a morning talk show, I still can't say the word vagina, which is kind of crazy in this day and age that we can't talk about that yet. What are you During, supposed to say? I know, right? Women's well, part, lady parts. It. But the, you know what? The thing that's so baffling is we when we sit down after dinner and watch TV, you can see um, ads for um, sexual dysfunction in males, right? But we right. can't say we can't say anything about females. So we can find you know see all the Cialis commercials oh, yeah, for. Yeah. Um, Oh, Men that have gosh. problems with erectile dysfunction, and we can say right. erectile dysfunction, but we can't say the word vagina or um, really talk about sexual health in women. So it's just it's very very interesting, yes. and we're here, you know, we're gonna try to change change that. Um, but sexual health um, as you age is an important women's health topic. It's an important topic um, for for you know this audience because. Um, if we're, we don't start talking about it, we're not going to understand the options that are available now mm-hmm. in helping you manage this. Um, and for some women, it may not be a concern, but for the majority, there are, there is some changes, um, and you're not alone. And that's that's the biggest um, and the best one of the best pieces of healthy uh, for healthy women is that we can help um, you navigate this. And we share women come to us. And we're able to share stories. So that real women, real story um, piece of our educational platform is so important and so strong. Because once you realize you're not alone, um, you can raise your hand and you can start get asking the questions that you need to ask mm-hmm. and getting the information, again, that medically vetted information that yes. will help you make, you know, the best decision for you. Right. Right. So would you feel comfortable just laying out a few options for people who are experiencing problems in this area in terms of the sexual uh, issue, the sexual dysfunction, if you want to call it that, or um, the effects on menopause and low estrogen? So what happens Absolutely. if so it's painful? Absolutely. So the first thing you want yeah. to do is... Um, you know, I always like to kind of write, I'm at the point where I'd like to write down just what are my symptoms? You know, am mm-hmm. I, so write down your symptoms. Like, is it, are you able to have intercourse? You know, um, and what is it, is it painful? Um, and what does that pain feel like? Mm-hmm. Um, and is there any other symptoms that, um, that you're experiencing, whether it's painful urination, frequent urinary tract infections, is there anything else that is affecting your ability um, to have 
a healthy sex life. Um, and if you're, you're finding that you're writing, you know, a few of these symptoms down, then I encourage you to have the, have, first have the conversation with your healthcare provider. And if your healthcare provider isn't able to answer or provide a solve for your issues, then that's when you take it to another healthcare professional. Mm -hmm. The North American Menopause Society is a great resource too. Okay. And they specialize in um, the health and wellness of women 50 plus. They have consumer information as well as healthcare provider. But the piece that I love about this organization is they have a healthcare professional tool. So you can plug in your um, geographic location to find out what practitioners have been certified by the North American Menopause Society. Mm -hmm. And that means that they specialize in menopausal uh, population. So that mm -hmm. could be another mm -hmm. option for you. That's a and great, we have that information on yeah. our website as well. Oh, yeah, that's a great resource. It's um, a really good resource. Yeah. And there's a lot of nurse <clears throat> practitioners now that are phenomenal. Um, they've always been phenomenal. But there's nurse practitioners that are specializing in women's health and midlife um, health. And again, that could be a good option too, it's, you know, especially for women that are done having children mm -hmm. and are just looking for that GYN piece of care. There's some great nurse practitioners that are focusing in um, the menopausal women and would be a great um, option for women that may are looking for a new practitioner to kind of manage this special time in their life. That's great. That's great advice. You know, I was also thinking as a psychotherapist, when we're looking at something like one in four or five uh, of us are on an SSRI, right. that's also a libido killer. So you can have... You know what? That's, a, that's exactly. And it's not even... So SSRIs or any cardiovascular, if you're li living mm -hmm. with um, diabetes, any type of comorbidity um, issue or... Um, disease that can certainly have an effect on um, your, you know, sexual health. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this idea of really having women be able to talk more comfortably about it makes such a big difference. And I think my, my f sense, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I have people come in with different meds and their providers aren't really going through the possible side effects with them. And they're kind of in the dark about what might be happening that's uh, negative associated with the new medicine they're on. No, it's true. Or, um, they're, you know, they're jumping to different practitioners and not explaining the medications that they're on um, mm. or reviewing, like doing that current review on mm. why are you on this? How much are you on? Is it time to start thinking about a lower dose or you know, weaning you off of it. So those conversations have to be had too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we were talking about self-care and the idea of using your family pet as the, as the gold standard maybe, but talk to me a little bit about your work. You're obviously extremely passionate about you know, doing a, a great job with this website, and you're also a practitioner. How do you manage to do this? Do you have particular tricks or tips in keeping your your own health in, in, in good shape? I do. I do. And so what I've realized um, is the importance, you know, we all talk about work-life balance, 
Mm-hmm. And so with within Healthy Women, I have the opportunity to really make that happen um, for for my team as well as me. So for me, I need to I need to work out every day um, because that's my that's my stress relief. Okay. So I do take time for me. I carve it into my regular work day. Either I do it before I start so I can, you know, uh, uh, I'm the type that um, can do an early morning, a 530 workout class and get it in before I start my day. Or sometimes I use, you know, lunch to if I'm, you know, if it's a crazy morning and I'm not able to to get um, to the gym in the morning, then I make sure I carve it out um, during the day and use uh, and, and make myself take lunch because most people will say, well, I eat at my desk. I never take lunch, mm-hmm. um, but I just find I'm much more productive. Um, and it's it's my mental health um, it's kind of staying well and being healthy her uh, for me to work out. I'm much more productive. Um, um, I feel like I can come back. And if something was, um, you know, if, if I found like I had a hurdle in the morning and there was a few issues by the time I'm done with my workout um, or a quick run, I feel much more better and able mm-hmm. to, to address it sometimes mm-hmm. in, a, in a better way than I would have been before I did that run. So I think it is really important um, to, to schedule workouts um, in, in your, you know, your daily uh, routine. Um, I also try to eat well. And because I, I have a, a young family, um, you know, I, and I travel a lot, I just make sure that weekends, I carve out time um, in our weekends where there's no electronic devices. Um, mm. I'm a, a huge stickler with that. So you're not going to see me um, carrying my phone all, you know, all over. Um, I, I channel down on the weekends. And it's not to say that I don't do, you know, carve out sometimes on Sunday to get caught up and look at my schedule for the upcoming week. But I really do try to put myself first and, and you know, my family's health as well as a priority. Mm, and how have you been able to do that? Because we all have talked about, you know, Facebook emails, Pinterest, all this stuff sort of having this really kind of creepy way of taking over and drawing us in. I mean, that's the way it's designed and and we know that. How have you been able to hold the line there? You know what? Because I just, I feel like if you don't, if we don't start doing it, then how can we tell others to do it, right? So, and I realized very early on um, that you could start on your phone in the morning and it, it just takes over your day, right? So mm. you start texting and then all of a sudden you're not paying attention to what's currently happen, uh, happening around you. Mm-hmm. And then you notice your like little ones like knocking your hand to, you know, basically saying, I want some attention oh, from you. Wow. Get off your phone. And so I think that that's the part too, where I'm just like, you know what? I don't need to be on my phone 24 seven. Mm-hmm. I can um, put it away and I do. I just put it in my top drawer and then I, I focus on um, what's happening in front of me. And I, and I laugh, too, because I'm thinking about people that say, well, I'm a, I'm a great multitasker. No one's a great multitasker. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a myth. You know, and it's really important. And I, I use this as part of my, you know, new year, um, what I'm going to do better in the, in the new year. And it's just focus on the present. Um, so it's sometimes it's hard, easier said than done. Yes. But I'm really putting a concerted effort in um, – focusing on the present and being a better listener. Um, so I am, I don't do Facebook. I, um, you know, professionally we have a Facebook page, but I do not personally have a Facebook page. I, um, 
on the weekends, you know, if I'm not working at the hospital, then I am 100% um, here for my family. Um, and, and some of the current things that, you know, the daily activities that I do on the weekends, I, I leave time on Sundays to get caught up for the upcoming week. Um, but then mm -hmm. I shut down, shut the computer off. And that's usually after kids are, you know, um, people are in bed or, you know, getting ready for, um, for bed. It's not during our, you know, kind of family time. Um, and then with the, you know, the nursing career, it's, it's interesting because I am a practicing nurse. Um, I do per diem. So I'm committed to two shifts a month, two 12 hour shifts. Um, but I enjoy it. And I, I feel like it is important with this company and with the position I'm in to mm -hmm. keep my hand in the game. Mm -hmm. um, and I absolutely love it. I feel like it's my personal touchstone. Um, so while I still enjoy it, then I'm going to do it. Is it easy? Sometimes it's not so easy, um, especially when you're working over uh, 60 hours a week with the company and traveling a lot. Um, and coming in late on Friday and having to get up and do a 12 hour shift on Saturday, it can be tough, but, um, I still love it. And I'm completely, um, sold on the, the area that I'm in. I, it's just makes me happy and I, I feel like I'm making a difference. So mm, those are I'll all continue really to do that. Yeah. Yeah. What you're describing of course is being really intentional with your time and someone, some people might even call that a mindfulness about, no, I want to stay here in the present look at my kid in the eye, you know, and not be doing that while I'm looking at recipes on, you know, whatever on Pinterest. Right. And it's not to say, you know, it, it, um, you know, I think about, it, and there's, there's always times where you have to check your phone or whatever, but I just, yeah. I, I, you know, I feel like, again, like you just um, said so eloquently is trying to be in the present. And I think if we can all try to do that a little bit more, um, then it works. And I just feel like it's it's not something that's easy, but I just try to be mindful of it. And if I am able to leave my phone in the car while I'm on the playground or mm -hmm. just able to um, focus on building a Lego tower versus, you know, trying to check my email or <laughs> I'm very familiar um, with those. Calls, yes. then I'm, it's a better day. Do you get pushback, Beth, from other people on your team saying, you know, I really needed to talk to you on Sunday about this article and there's a little problem on the website? Do you get pushback from people who are on their device all the time? No, I have not. Um, and my team, you know, I have a great team. I have to, you know, say that I have a really great team and um, they know how to reach me. So if they need me. And most of them are um, senior professionals and they have families as well. So ah. I think the, the one of the, you know, I want them all to feel that Healthy Women is really an organization, a company that supports, mm -hmm. we practice what we preach. Yes. Um, so we are, we all work extremely hard. Um, and there are times that we have late nights, just like anyone else. But we're also very mindful and respectful of people's time um, on the weekend, on vacation. You're not going to get emails. You don't have to carry two phones. Mm. We always have backup. So if someone oh. is on vacation, they are not checking their emails. There's no need for them to check their emails. They're not coming back to 500 emails in their inbox. Um, they are only coming back to emails that they needed to be CC'd on and will be briefed and caught up on when they're back you know, at their desk. Um, but... We try to really practice what we preach and mm -hmm. implement what we think are the best um, best methods for doing 
a great, you know, to, for uh, for a company and for a, a solid organization that's for women and all about women. Wow, you really model this this notion of you must take care of yourself. You're not just talking about it. Um, you're really modeling it. And so it's coming from the top down. And it sounds like that would be a really great place to work. It is. You know, I, I hope so. I, I feel like it is. And it's funny because most of my team members have worked for me um, or I've worked, you know, with them um, in the past and they've come back. So they've either worked for me, have left and then asked if that, you know, would like as jobs opened and as we continue to grow, they've come back and said, we'd love to work for you again. Mm -hmm. So that to me is a huge I'm taking that as a compliment. Yes. Um, Yes. And then I have my uh, Heidi Roswell Brenholtz, who's my um, senior vice president of strategic engagement and policy was with helped um uh you know restart healthy women so we um in 1997 columbia hospital for women we were under the columbia hospital for women umbrella and that hospital which was a small women's hospital was going to close so we restarted the organization out of our homes and it was you know heidi and i have worked together for a very long time she helped restart the organization we were the first women's health website to go live um, and uh, the first and only women's health website on, online, um, the first women's health website online. And we've evolved. And I'm just so pleased that she's um, back on the Healthy Women team and really helping me create that strong policy arm um, so we can educate consumers on important policy issues that can affect their health and well-being. What was it like to be recognized by the Oprah magazine? Well, I have to say, I was not even aware. I was on a plane, and it was before takeoff, <laughs> so my phone was still on. And a friend a friend, and a colleague of mine called me, and I um, had time to answer the phone. And she said, mm-hmm. you know, where are you? Have you looked at, have you seen Oprah magazine yet? And I said, no, why? And she said, mm-hmm. you're named as one of the top women's health website. I'm like, you've oh. got to be kidding me. She's like, how did you do that? I'm like, I have no idea. I just... You were the first one to tell me about that. Oh wow! Nice. So to get it was. That it was awesome. That was. Yeah. That was an awesome. That was an awesome moment. And now we're up for. Um, Doctor Oz has a big, has another company um, called ShareCare, and we're up for an award um, through the ShareCare, um, his ShareCare business, and so we'll we'll know if we win that in March. So that's, that's exciting. And we're looking forward to hearing the results. It's really nice to work so hard and believe in what you're doing and then get the external validation too. That's like a little icing on the cake. Always. Yes. It's really lovely. So let's just do a little brief summary, Beth, for, for our listeners in terms of the menopause. Um, Just a little guideline for women who are just right about to go into it, they're into it, <laughs> they right. may just have passed through. Um, what would you like to tell them? So you're not alone. First of okay. all, you're not alone. Perimenopause okay. and, you know, starting to feel like you're not sleeping, starting to feel those, you know, all of a sudden really hot and then cold. Mm-hmm. It's not in your mind. Um and then, uh, you know, also changes in your menstrual cycle, um, all part of, you know, aging well, um, or aging, I should say. And our biggest theme here is, and what Healthy Women is here for all of you, 
is to make sure that you have the tools and resources to age well. So as you're going through, as you're getting older, um, it is important to understand some of the symptoms that come along with perimenopause and menopause and to make sure that you put yourself first. This is okay. an important time to um, keep those appointments with your healthcare provider. Keep your annual woman's wellness visit. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're asking questions that are important to you. There's no such thing as an embarrassing question. Um, and if you feel like you can't address it with your healthcare provider, mm. um, or they're not answering it accurately, um, or not answering it at all, and just saying it's a normal part of aging, it's important that you think about changing your healthcare provider. There's so many qualified healthcare providers that are very focused mm-hmm. um, in the midlife health space. Um, Healthy Women is a great resource for you to understand what's happening with you and really to give you the tools and resources to make sure mm-hmm. that you're aging well. Understand your health history. Um, understand if your mom or your grandmother experienced osteoporosis, if you have a family history in, of heart disease um, mm-hmm. and cancers, and making sure that you keep those preventative screenings, your mammograms, your bone density screenings, your colon cancer screenings, all all very, very important. Um, this next chapter is an exciting chapter. And what we want at Healthy Women is to make sure that you age well. An educated consumer, I think, is what you're talking about. An educating consumer mm-hmm. and being able to put yourself first. Because mm-hmm. ladies, if you don't put yourself first, you're not going to be there to take care of your families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, I have said the, almost the exact same words. So that is extremely helpful, Beth. Thank you so much. I was just kind of uh, smiling because we started the conversation saying how absurd it is that you can't say vagina on television (laughs) if you want to read all about the vagina (laughs) and other related issues uh the website just makes it so comfortable and accessible and so comprehensive it really is it's delightful um is there a place that you'd like to steer our listeners towards Uh, we'll do the healthy women website any other places yeah, so healthywomen.org. I would also, the North American Menopause Society, so okay. NAMS.org okay. is a ver- is another really good resource mm-hmm. um, for information about um, midlife health. Okay, that sounds great. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us today. Well, thanks so much for having such a lovely program. I look oh. forward to speaking to you again soon. Okay, thanks, Beth. Thanks, have a good day. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at nicolechristina.com. And please consider becoming a patron of the show. You will get access to exclusive bonuses and you will be part of the Zestful Aging community. Keep us going strong. Go to patreon.com slash zestful aging. See you next time for another episode of Zestful Aging.